This podcast contains adult language. DigitalDaring.com. Today is January 23rd, 2017. I got RT Chill with me, Calhoun Double R. And it's only one thing to talk about right now. Everybody, what's good? Coming from downtown, tearing up some cars and flipping over cars and stuff, man. RT Chill, what's up? Hey, man, we're closing on the north side. Calhoun? Rise up, goddammit. So it's only one thing to talk about right now. So Yesterday, AOC, NFC and AOC Championship. Let's go on and hit real quick what happened in the AOC Championship so we can get to talk to the fa- talk about the Falcons for the most part. Double R, you, you and Calhoun are Pittsburgh fans. Calhoun, you lost a bet to me with that game. What did you see in the AOC Championship? I saw Le'Veon Bell taking a Damian Thomas route and pussying up. Talking about a fuck-ass grown, but I bet he got down and bought a cheap hooker that night. Betty Grown worked good, pussy. And then they got there a cracker. Ben Roethlisberger played like a cracker. We need him to play like the great white hype. He played like goddamn Tom Hanks and Forrest Gump. Son of a bitch. And then they let that goddamn glorious cracker Tom Brady. That's left for Archie. They let that glorious cracker Tom Brady get away and squeak his way in the Super Bowl as he usually does. Cheating motherfucker. Double R. Yeah, I seen Pittsburgh went down there and laid down. Y'all laid an egg, man. I'm, I'm, I'm pissed off because I picked y'all to win the game. You let Mr. Mister Brady go get back to the Super Bowl. And it showed me that. I don't know if Big Ben is good in the clutch or what. Has he lost his Big Ben mojo or what's going on? He need to start back raping bitches. They probably need to get it back. I didn't see nothing. I didn't even want to watch that boring game, man. I was too, uh, I was, I was still rising up. Uh. <laughs> Calhoun, can you give us the clean version of what you saw? It was a clean version. You want the dirty version? All right. Anyway, we all basically saw the Patriots destroy the Steelers. So Calhoun, me and you bet, and so I told you when we bet, I said the minute Antonio Brown posted that video, the Patriots are gonna win and they're gonna win by double digits. You can't have that type of the coach is talking about let's not post stuff on social media while their best players posting stuff on social media. You can't do that and expect to be the team like Belichick and Brady, who are not only good, but they're good and they cheat. So you can't give teams like that motivation. So where do the Steelers go from here, Calhoun? I mean, they still got to keep everything intact. They just got to get their defense together. Oh, yeah, they, they haven't been playing stealer defense. If your best defensive player is 39, that is he, 38 or 39, you you got some real rebuilding, some retooling to do. And that's what they got to do in free agency. And they got to do that in the draft. They got to get it together. Over there. I think on offense and straight, maybe get another uh, a complimentary, a wide receiver, one that don't stay suspended by Martavis Bryant. But their focus need to be on defense and strict and defense. Double R. 
What what do you think they go? Do you think this is the end of the road for Ben Roethlisberger? I don't think it's the end of the road. I think Ben probably should have about two more years left in him. And I went Calhoun. They need to go defensive route. It's not that you got to be that smash mouth steel curtain defense where you shitting people off. Man, what what Brady put thirty on him? Can't lie that in y'all. Artie Chill, let me ask you this. Do you think Antonio Brown, when he posted that message on Facebook, do you think that had anything to do with the outcome of the game? You know, what's funny is uh, I, I, I said the exact same thing on Facebook yesterday. I said you knew that Pittsburgh had to take that L because Antonio Brown went live on Facebook because you know it's such a it's such a big contrast from the way that you know the Patriot way. The Patriot way, they don't say anything. Nothing comes out of their locker room. And, you know, that's supposed to be how they've been successful. You know, they go, they come in, they do their job. And you don't hear a lot of stuff feeling outside of their locker room. I mean, you got Antonio Brown was doing like a major violation, posting what's going on in the locker room while it's going on in the locker room. Like, you never see that in any professional sport. Yeah, that was the first time for that. So, I guess, bigger picture. Did that speak towards Mike Tumlin and the control he really has over this team? So, it's one thing for the players to like you, and it's a whole other thing for the players to fear you and respect you. Like, did that speak to that in any regards? Calhoun? Yeah, I think. Oh, Trey, go. Archie, chill, go ahead. Yeah, because I, I think that uh, Tomlin is regarded as a player coach, right? Yeah. Uh, I think it was just a last judgment. You know, uh, on Antonio's part, I don't think he's, you know, intentionally trying to do anything uh, to go against Tomlin or nothing like that. I think he's just kind of, you know, a little uh, going with the bump. Calhoun, you got any thoughts on that? Yeah, I agree with Art, too. I think he got caught up. What I did know also is he's endorsed by Facebook Live. He has some sort of endorsement. So that couldn't help. A few hundred thousand he's endorsing. He does that foolishness. That was just a violation, man. That was a raping of a of the locker room. No one does that. That's just like someone telling that somebody's cheating. I mean, that is just a that's some whole shit. You don't never do no stuff like that. That's supposed to be sacred, and he violated everybody's trust. So that was ridiculous. And I, I'm I'm with Arch Hughes. I think he just got caught up in the moment. So Tumlin don't take no blame in this, Double R. He don't take any fault in this at all. How can you fault, fault Tumlin? He, well, he doing what he has to do with his speech. Well, I mean, just the whole thing. So it's like having the it's like having the the good cop, bad cop, or the teacher everybody likes, right? So you try to be the cool teacher, and that can go a little too far. Whereas the teacher who don't take no shit, don't take no shit. Like that would would that have ever happened in the Patriots locker room? I, I I I can't say I don't think so. I think it was a mistake by by Mr. Brown. Like I don't say he endorsed, so who knows? He might be trying to get extra money. Yeah, yeah, we all agree that it's a mistake and that it was a lack of judgment, or whatever, whatever, whatever. I'm saying like with Patriots, you never see that type of lack of judgment from anybody, let alone the star player. So, do you think it's, it's intertwined with how Belichick runs his ship and how Mike Tomlin runs his ship? And do you think that? Being that asshole jerk ultimately pays off more than being the player's coach, Calhoun. Nah, and I'll tell you why. That doesn't happen in anybody locker room. That didn't happen to Hugh Jackson locker room. That hasn't happened in 
in Ron Rivera's locker room. That doesn't happen here. That's an unspoken code about the locker room. So that doesn't happen because Mike Tomlin is a player's coach and me and let his guard down. I feel like Mike Tomlin is kind of stern. But I, you see the threat he gave him, like, in essence, you don't want to be like T.O., a great talent that get bounced around. That didn't happen in Chip Kelly locker room. That's all on uh, Antonio Brown being a dickhead at the moment. Yeah. So let's flip it to the winners. Where do the Patriots go from? And I'm not talking about Super Bowl. I'm talking about we know Brady and Belichick are vying for, you know, history becoming the most successful duo ever. Artie Chia, who gets the most credit for the Patriots success, Brady or Belichick? Uh, Belichick. And uh, what I've been saying all year, uh, people have been uh, talking about how Brady deserves the MVP. What I've been saying is Brady's not even the MVP on his team. Belichick is they won three out of four games without Brady there. And they always changing parts out, pieces out, people out, personnel out. But the thing that's always been there has been Belichick and Belichick's mind. So uh, I feel like he gets the credit. I echo everything Art just said. By far, it's, it's Belichick. And you see it. They got they have three non-athletic crackers at wide receiver. That's all you need to know about that. that and that and they run like a sewing machine. They go anywhere else. That that, that Chris Holzer was undrafted. Now he shined yesterday. His scheme, he's a mad genius. You, you gotta give it to him. It doesn't matter who's in that system. He'll get him, he'll get him now. Double R. I agree with Calhoun. And chill. It's Belichick. To me, Belichick should get coach of the year. When you start quarterback going four games and you uh, win uh, three of them, you win three out of four. It's Belichick. Belichick is the genius of it. Double R, is he the best coach of all time? I'll put him down. Who better? Calhoun. Well, it's amazing. I was working on this show because I was thinking the same thing you just asked. Is he the greatest coach of all time? I got to say, yeah. Even though you want to bring Bill Walsh and the Tuna and Chuck Noll and the Tom Landry, man, they're not touching Belichick. Belichick has been He's killing. All right, Chill. Yeah, I agree. Uh, our discussion lately is if, uh, if Belichick is the greatest coach of all sports. Uh, now, that, I think that's more debatable, but, but definitely football-wise, I can't see anybody else touching. I agree with y'all. I think I think even though they have their scandals, ultimately he's the best coach in, in football. I don't, I don't know about the best coach in sports because you know Popovich have something to say. Some older, some other people in baseball have something to say. But he is he is definitely the best coach in football history. So I agree. Yeah, I say, I, I'll say this though: he's up there. I think he's top three or four. I mean, if you want to go ahead and bring Red R back and all that. And I, I'm not a big fan of them anyway because they always had the talent, him and Phil Jackson. Uh, if you talk about all sports, Bill Belichick's in the discussion heavily, and he he's not slipping past top five. Yeah, I think I think we all can say he's. I mean, he's the top in his sport. So like, you have to find two other coaches in one sport better than him. I think you'd be hard pressed to find that. So I agree with you completely on that. But I do, especially professional sports. Uh, I think if you went to the college level, you could you could make some different arguments. 
Yeah, if you went to the college level, you could probably throw Saban up and all this. But like you said, pro level, yeah, he definitely he definitely top five, top three probably. You know what I'm saying? But from that point, it just depends on what you think of, you know, sports and stuff like that. But let's flip and go on to talk about the home team. Before we get to the home team, this will run t- this week. This podcast will run this week. But next week, we're going to do Falcon Super Bowl week where we're going to have a week full of podcasts. We're going to tackle some fun topics, try to get some crowd ration. But just... Be ready because next week we're going to have a podcast, at least four podcasts, hopefully five, every day, of the, every day of the business week, talking about Falcons, what they need, just the whole Falcon Super Bowl, get y'all the Falcon Super Bowl coverage you can handle. So with that being said, Calhoun, go on to hit lead off and tell us what type of ass kicking you saw yesterday. What a momentous. It was unbelievable what happened yesterday, man. It was gorgeous. They came in there. And ESPN and everybody had just got off their knees, sucking off Aaron Rodgers. Troy Aikman and Joe Buck suck, by the way. And the game kickoff, they sucking them off just major. Aaron Rodgers is, Aaron Rodgers is, two fingers up to Chris Collinworth, two middle fingers. Aaron Rodgers the boogeyman. They just been riding Aaron Rodgers like a cheap oil. And boy, the Falcons came in and kicked their ass. And then, like, remember the time, remember the scene after the referees, he, Yosh tell him, like, you better let these boys play. He tell him, lead no doubt. Falcons and lead no doubt yesterday who the best team was, not just on the field at, at home in Atlanta, but in the NFL this year. Falcons is the best team, period. Hands down. Double R. Man, coming into the game, it was somebody wanted for killing 53 Cowboys. Some kind of way that guy come down the Georgia line and was found dead at the Georgia Dome by Mr. Rome and his cavalry <laughs> of the Dan Quinn defense. In fact, we just whooped their ass all over yesterday. <laughs> Every part of the game, even what's his name? Uh, I hate him, Mr. Returner, uh, Kit Returner 14. Oh, Weems. He got his shine on yesterday. He was returning punts and kicks. You never see that from Mr. Williams. The fact that they played a good, they played a good damn game yesterday. So I take my hats off to Matt Ryan and Falcons defense. Archie, yeah, definitely a signature win. Uh, great statement win. A uh, good way to close out Georgia Dome on a high note. Uh, offense was clicking, man. It was clicking on all cylinders. Um, I did see. Uh, I was a little nervous at first. I seen a couple of drops, and I wasn't. I wasn't happy about that because we had seen in previous playoff games where, you know, when, when receivers were uh, dropping easy passes, they they were losing those games. But it didn't hurt us. We were still able to score most of those drives, score touchdowns and stuff. Uh, but it was like we came out of the plate, and they didn't. I mean, first opportunity they had was a field goal. It wasn't even a long field goal, and they missed it in the dome. You know, I uh, couldn't believe it. But, uh, you know, it just kind of set the stage, you know, and I just had a real good feeling. Uh, even going into the game, a lot of people were talking about shootout, shootout. Like, that's every game I hear shootout, shootout. Whatever reason, people totally discredit our defense. Uh, I had every, I had all the confidence in the world that it was going to be convincing win, and, and, and the boys came out and they did what they needed to do. 
They drug all the teeth in. It was a more, it was a real ass kicking yesterday. We could say we all, we did A plus on every pretty much in all three phases of the game, four phases if you include coaching. What was more impressive to you yesterday, Double R? The way they come out, they jumped on them early. Like Matt Ryan went, what he went uh, when he had his first incompletion because he was hitting everybody. Yeah, I, I, we were testing each other, and I said Matt Ryan was striking, and at that thing at that point, he was like maybe eleven for twelve or something like that. You know, usually sometimes Matt Ryan come out, he struggled to take a minute for him to get going. But that's surprise. He came out. I guess he, I guess he knew it's a big guy. We need to jump on him early. Calhoun, I know. I thought I was writing it down. Some of my key points, all of it. I tell you what's been going under the radar. Just like Art just said, that defense is stout, isn't it? Like they're they're playmaking on that thing. I seen Rasheed Hangerman getting in the mix. It's not just yeah. Deepo <laughs> yeah. Danny Miller rocked on him. What about when Poole hit Roger? He went down like a crash dummy. <laughs> I mean, that defense is stout. They defense played that against the Patriots. They don't have a shot in hell. I, I, it was amazing what they were doing out there. And Matt Ryan running the 15 yards for the touchdown. So all the niggas who always, I want to see him, Brian, gave you a flash of Mike Vick, but with a better thought on him. Matt Ryan had 415 total yards and five touchdowns in a championship game. They put up 44 points in a championship game. And they had a shutout 24 to zip at halftime. Against Aaron Rodgers, supposed to be the hottest thing going into the play. Eight straight win, blah, blah, blah. Fuck out of here, man. Matt Ryan, Falcons, Dan Quinn, Rise Up, Brotherhood. That's what I saw. It was beautiful. I loved every minute of it. Even Arthur Blank doing that Jew dance he did at the end. All right, Chill. Yeah, I'm going uh, echo what Calhoun said. It, it, was, uh, it was definitely the defense. I mean, we held. The mighty Aaron Rodgers is 21 points. You know, they they, they didn't no Hail Marys or, or nothing. And, and it started out looking like Green Bay was moving the ball pretty well. But, you know, uh, that classic game don't break. Uh, they got a couple of big turnovers deep into the red zone. And, uh, it, it, it was just a, it was real surprising to me, you know. That I, 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 threw, I knew that the defense had gotten better. I knew he was averaging. Holding our opponents about twenty-two points for the second half of the season, but but uh, they really came and, and, and like uh, Calum said, they they just out. And, and how about your boy Rasheed Aikman, man? Uh, look like look like this might be his year, you know, his breakout year. Because I mean, he don't you know block a kick or two, you know, he he don't sack sack Aaron Rodgers for a big loss in, in the NFC game championship. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So I did that. I was very impressed with a couple of individuals. Uh, I was very impressed with Hageman. You guys brought him up. And, you know, he showed he has he hasn't shown flashes outside of blocking kicks consistently, which is a skill. He's been a letdown. But yesterday he showed some flashes. I hope that's where he cut the light on and can, you know, prepare from there. And then Jalen Collins. I thought Jalen Collins had a pretty underrated game. He stripped forced the fumble. I think he recovered a fumble. He did something else. I forgot exactly. He did another good play. 
and I can't really describe it. So I was very impressed with those two players. He caught an interception. He caught an interception. Uh, Let's see. I know he caught an interception that got overturned. I think he might have caught the first one, too. I can't remember. Yeah, I can't remember either, but I remember the one being overturned. I remember him getting the fumble. And I think he caused the fumble, too, when the guy fumbled. He caused that fumble and recovered it. And he recovered it, yeah. So he had a, a, a strip recover. And so I was just real impressed with him. And like you said, even though Aaron Rodgers started hot, the secondary and him specifically kind of came into their groove or whatever. So I was real impressed with him. I was real impressed with Hagerman. And, you know, I say the defensive staff for getting those people who've been much maligned, as they should have been, getting them focused and prepared for this week. I mean, I got to give props to the defensive side. The offense do rest in peace to Mr. M.O.B. He said this two years ago. We're going to win games by outscoring people. And, Calhoun, to your point, if our defense can play this well, nobody can beat us because our offense can score. But And so with that being said, much props to the defensive staff for getting everybody ready. I want to sound the one the player who I thought was trash, but he done had two good games. He boosting himself up in my book. I shout out to Brooke to read. It's a sight of Brooke to read out here, man. <laughs> if you had three best plays, I don't know if you want to do this today. You can cut it out if you don't. Three best plays uh, yesterday. What was your best, your three best plays? What was your favorite three plays yesterday? You asking me or you just go ahead, yo. Anybody can join in on that. Go on and start out first. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Now Julio touchdown, man, where he uh broke two tigers, uh broke the two tackles and everything. I think Julio I, I think Julio actually got like two of the top three for me, because uh, the one we got, he got he caught the ball and he got flipped over on his head. Yeah. That was that was another one. I'm going to give it to Manny Ice because I never thought he was a good rough with them, what, 15, 20 yards? i never seen that coming. Manny Ice scrambled for a touchdown? Yeah, 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 that was a good one, man. That was a highlight play right there. Yeah, and let me see who who get. Uh, that just, that's just one. I'm going to give it to Manny Ice. Like you said, Julio, Julio took that, what it was, uh, when he took that, uh, he took it to the house. He caught that that slant. And he showed the speed. What about you, Digital? So I, I'm gonna say it's hard to narrow it down to three plays, but two of the three will be defensive plays. The first play will be Matt Ryan running. I think that's kind of the reflection of the season Matt Ryan has had this year, willing to do whatever to take it to the next level for the team and for himself. And so three, four years ago, Matt Ryan don't do that. The last in time they were NFC Championship game, Matt Ryan don't do that. So for him to take that ball and scramble, you know, whether he made it or not is irrelevant. But for him to have that attitude to take it and scramble, because he had the same play when he threw the touchdown, when he underhanded the touchdown to um Sanu. But to take it and try and score, I thought that was a great play for him and, and reflective of his season. Um, The other two for me was the Jalen Collins struck fumble. Packers were driving. That was a real key turnover because they were trying to get momentum back. And that, they just shut down that momentum. And the last one for me was the Hagerman sack. I think that was the one that kind of slammed the door on the game. And that actually was when I bought my tickets to Houston for the Super Bowl. <laughs> oh, you got a real good opinion on them. No, I'm just saying. That would have played it. Okay, we can buy the tickets now. I ain't worried no more. What the fuck you on? Delta? 
flight number what time you leaving i don't know all that i don't know all that oh, okay. like yeah we, but we will be in houston we're not doing a loose lewinsky or you suck award today but we will let you know that we are going to be in houston doing a live podcast Saturday afternoon, I'll get out the details and specifics to the people later on. We're going, we've already got a venue, and we'll be there doing a live podcast, Coach. So if you want to be heard, let us know. Any more thoughts on the Falcons game? Oh, yeah, I got to give a shout-out to my boy Alfred for having a – going on his acting uh, his acting when Mr. Rogers knocked him down. That was going to be one of my top three plays. Calhoun, <laughs> did you do your top three plays? No, nah, I'm going to tell you mine. Uh, you all put him and signed him up. I love that Julio play when he went, not just when he went for the touchdown, but the one he got flipped under. How he didn't get hurt is a marvel of just what kind of beast he is. But mine is the hit Brian Poole put on Aaron Rodgers. He popped his ass, man. That shit was violent. I loved it. And uh, the other one is the LeBron flop from uh, Ricardo Allen. That shit was awesome, man. That, we was just feeling ourselves and so juiced up, man. I, I love it. The other one's y'all name, so I have to keep backtracking it. But what about that boy Matty Ice all yesterday? Oh, he'll, he'll kill him now. And that's what we needed. He'll kill him. And the last thing I'll give it out to is fucking Kyle Shanahan. What a fucking game he called. Yeah, that two been in the they've been in the zone, man. I mean, we put no crazy numbers in the playoffs. You know, these, these things regular season, these folks be good teams, we, and we killing them. And so, to add on to that point, one of the things we were worried about last week's podcast was Kyle Shanahan's focus because they talking about he got a job in San Francisco. And I think, Calhoun, I know me and you text about it, but if he can keep this focus for one more game, we ain't got nothing to worry about. Again, everybody, thank you guys for listening. This has been com. Remember, we're going to do a week full of podcasts for Falcons Super Bowl week, which is next week. Just tune in to digitaldaring.com. We've got a lot of good stuff coming. Make sh- Thank you guys for listening again. And make sure to tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend.